Flashlight, check. Two belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. The National Football League. Remember them? Yep. They, no fun uh, they have rejected an ad from a veterans group that wanted to publish the ad in the Super Bowl program. Wait a minute. The what? full-page ad from uh, AMVETS, American Vets, would have featured a military honor guard holding an American flag and the text, Please stand at the top of the page. After many NFL players chose to kneel in protest during the singing of the anthem before the games, the ad called on players to stand and it also solicited donations. The NFL said it reject, rejected the ad because it made a political statement. Well, no. Doesn't, doesn't kneeling make a political statement? Aren't we both entitled to these political statements? The Super Bowl program is designed for fans to commemorate and celebrate the game, oh, players, teams, and the gosh, Super Bowl, I I swear sometimes. said NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy in a statement. It has never been a place for advertising that could be considered by some as a political statement. God, these people are full of BS, aren't they? Why are we giving them all this stuff? In a letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell dated January 22, AMVETS National Commander Marion, Marion Polk said that freedom of speech works both ways. We respect the rights of those who choose to protest, as these rights are precisely what our members have fought and in many cases have died for, Polk wrote. But imposing corporate censorship to deny the same rights to those veterans who have have secured it for us all is reprehensible and totally beyond the pale. Mm. AMVETS was founded in 1944 for veterans of World War II. It lobbies on behalf of its more than 250,000 members and provides services to veterans. The league tried to uh, help the group create an acceptable ad. We look to work with the organization and ask to consider other options, uh, other options such as Please honor our veterans. They chose not to, and we asked it to consider using please stand for our veterans. Uh, the leagues and the group proposed a number of possible versions of the ad, but they couldn't agree. According to McCarthy, the program eventually went to print without a final version of the ad ready. The NFL does not sell the advertising for the game itself. A third party sells the ads, and the league approves the content. I got news for you. The league's getting the money. Right. Mm -hmm. The protest began last season. We all know the history. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So the vets didn't get their ad in the magazine because that was political. Are women equal to men? All women or just... I mean, are, are women, I mean... Uh, uh, I, I think we have our differences, but uh, uh, basically uh, a woman could uh, do the same things guys can do. Well, let's visit the Destroyed Academy. Okay. We'll go all the way over to Oxford. Okay. Oxford University added 15 minutes to math and computer science exam times last summer to give women a chance at higher grades. I thought we were the same. Yes. Uh, but according to the UK Telegraph, male students continue to receive more first-class degrees than female students in math and computer science. Hmm. Oxford officials ruled that female candidates might be more likely to be adversely affected by time pressure. Well, wh what is that? What? What? 
So we're asking if... Okay, you go ahead, proceed. Oxford officials ruled that female candidates might be more likely to be adversely affected by time pressure. Isn't that essentially the stereotype of, uh, of a woman can't be on time for something? Isn't that what that essentially means? That yes. they need women need more time than yes. men to, and if you, to accomplish some task? And if you did that, they would be, what do you mean? We're, uh, we're supposed to be treated equally. Uh, they said the number of questions and difficulty of questions are unchanged. It's just that the gals are going to get 15 minutes longer to answer. Right. Because they got to get their lipstick on, I guess. Well, don't blame me for saying that. Isn't that what Oxford's well, saying? That basically? would be a difference then in, in guys and gals. Historically, the percentage of male students awarded first-class degrees was double the percentage of women, uh, the Telegraph reported. And the Board of Examiners last year suggested the department make changes to improve women's grades. But the Telegraph said male students continue to receive more degrees than female students in math and computer science, despite the exam time increase. Uh, A university spokesman told the paper the changes are academically demanding and fair, and that even though 39% of female math students got first-class degrees compared to 47% of male students, the woman's scores had improved. Well, just imagine how they'd improve if you gave them uh, an hour more. Yes. Yeah. Why why stop at 15? Why have a clock? Why? Okay, why have a clock? How about women get to take the test until they're done with it? What else? What are you frauds? You can't answer one criticism I have, you failed academics. Right. I am uneasy about schemes to favor one gender over another. Antonio C.U., undergrad representative of Oxford Women in Computer Science. Antonia C.U., undergrad representative of Oxford Women in Computer Science, told The Telegraph. But I am happy when people see gaps between groups of people who should not reasonably have such gaps such as between genders, races, or classes, and take that as a starting point to think about the kinds of people they unintentionally are leaving behind. That's gibberish. So Antonia C.U. says, on the one hand, I'm uneasy about schemes to favor one gender over another, but I'm glad they've recognized this. We need more time. Yeah. What a You can't have it both ways. Yes. And these are the same women who are going to... uh, you know, lecture the rest of the world about equality and uh, and and what have you. But if if the goal of Oxford is to have more women get degrees in math and computer science, then the writing's on the wall. They got to take the clock out of it. So are they giving extra time for uh, for testing? Well, yeah, an extra. Right now it's fifteen minutes. Well, whatever the test is, if it's thirty minutes, the women get forty-five minutes. Okay. So the women get uh, they get fifteen minutes longer. Wow. Uh, and their and their ruling is again uh, to just to see the folly of this. Female candidates might be more likely to be adversely affected by time pressure. <sighs> well, isn't that tantamount to saying that uh, women need more time to complete tasks? And if so, is that even true? Be careful. Is that even true? I have no idea. It seems to me uh, it's a stereotype on a 1950s movie when the guy's in his suit having a cocktail in the living room and his wife can't get dressed fast enough to go out to dinner. Come on. You said five minutes, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. 
But if you... You know what, GL parents? I wouldn't necessarily worry uh, about trying to squirrel away a hundred grand or whatever you're going to need to help your kid get through college. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd consider a lot Spend of it al- myself. I'd consider a lot of alternatives uh, before a kid might even think about college. Condo in Naples or Marco? Unless you, unless you really have some specific, if the kid knows at the age of 17 or 18, some specific narrow goal that can be achieved by going to a, a higher learning, then go for it. Uh, but if the kid's going to go there and, you know, get a degree in sociology, why are you wasting your money? It, all you're going to do is ruin the kid. Hmm. The, the, the academy is failing before your very eyes. It's all BS. And and how are women going to defend this? How are women going to say, well, that's, you know, we're well, equal, we're, except we need more time. We've, uh, we've been pressured, so we need a little bit extra uh, time to get this done. It's, our, our, uh, we are more complex. We are the same, but we are also complex. And, and, the, and the increase in time is specifically so that women can, by the school's thinking, hopefully get better grades and thus improve their numbers in the number of women who graduate uh-huh. in computer science and math. Now you're really breaking it down. You know, if you're going to be worried about people who need more time in math, you're going to have to give me a couple of hours. Yeah. I can't. I can't do these tests. Now you're not a galva. Yeah, but I have no math brain. It just means you can't do it. I can't do it. You don't get extra time. That just means you can't do it. Ain't got no math brain. Right. You know. Uh, Just a moment, please. Who cares if more men get a math degree than women at Oxford? Doesn't bother me. That's not evidence of anything, much less discrimination. Right. But see, it's a Mysterian principle. Equal outcomes. A Mysterian doesn't look at this and say, oh, more men are getting degrees in uh, computer science than women at Oxford, so what? A Mysterian looks at it and says, that must be an example of inequality and discrimination or unfairness. And, and it's not. It's not. It's not anything. It's nothing. It's but a not- Mysterian determines that all things should be equal. No, they shouldn't. But it's not an equal outcome because you're creating, you're creating, yeah, you're creating an artificial lab for them to work in, and uh, women should reject this, just as though, just as as black parents should reject much of the BS that the left is trying to do for them as an example of, hey, look at the favor I'm doing you. No, you're not. You're a moron. Equal, equal. Follow the rules. Boom. The biggest story that came out of yesterday's snowstorm was, uh, and it is a pretty big story. Did you read about all the kids that didn't get home from school? Yeah, that was a, a, a major... I'm not sure... I've never heard of this before. I'm not sure where our sensibilities are to lie I here, don't Joe. Know. I was discussed in my home for uh, yesterday and today. I'm unfamiliar with the story. Okay, uh, hundreds of St. Paul students were stranded at school Monday afternoon after the day's snowstorm delayed their buses, in some cases by more than five hours. Oh, my God. As of 9 p.m., some students were still at school waiting to be picked up, said the always available Toya Stewart-Downey, spokesman ah. for the district. Right. Uh... Several parents and teachers reported that a handful of students remained at school until nearly 11 p.m. And then the St. Paul, the, the district, mm-hmm. the district yeah. had to put out some gibberish. 11 p.m.? Yes, 11 p.m. Uh, several people voiced complaints about the decision on the district's 
Facebook page. Uh, the district alerted parents to the busing delays with automated phone messages. Uh, okay. Here, here's my question. I've never heard of this before. Never in my life. This is a new one. <clears throat> this is, you know what this is? It could be a new chapter in incompetence. Yes. Yes. When we see signs that say, no experience necessary, bus drivers hiring today. I mean, is I'm, that what you're getting at? Vaguely, vaguely. Uh, There's a also, little bit on both sides, though. But well, there are good buses out there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not indicting everybody. No, but. many of the parents were wondering why didn't you send the kids home early? And the and the school is hiding behind, uh, not the school. The district uh, is uh, is uh, shielding itself with the. Uh, we didn't believe the uh, forecast uh, called for that. We didn't know there was going to be 8 to 10 inches of snow between 2 and 6 p.m. It was being advertised, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard 4 to 10 yeah. prior to. Well, in our building, rarely do we give the, hey, you guys can head out because it's going to be nasty out there. Right, non-essential. Yeah. And I tried to leave, but they told me I couldn't. You know, on the one hand, I'm torn uh, because the school chose to to have the kids go through the school day, which I would normally applaud. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, they didn't cave in to the weather hysteria. Right. Uh, on the other hand, they obviously don't have a system in place that could handle the weather. Right. So I don't know where to be on this because your your question's well, a good one. Where do our sensibilities lie? Well, and not only that, also, I know that there were parents that were upset or were worried about their children. I would be one of those parents. But I think I would take it a step further. I would go to great lengths and if I was here at work with you, even though I'm required to be on the air, I think I would say, I need to go get my son from school so he's not there until 11 o'clock. Uh, would you allow me to leave? And whether it's you or Brad or whoever would probably say, uh, yes, you go can get go your get kid. Yeah. We would have taken a different course of action had we known we were going to get eight to eight inches of snow. <clears throat> well. <laughs> okay, but now what happens on the next snowfall? Well, they didn't take any precautions. They canceled school for today. Many schools are canceled today. Uh, Many parents and concerned citizens took to social media to voice their frustrations with the district. Mm. Uh, The district said, don't worry, we've got snacks for them and they're fine and blah, blah, blah. And I've heard of no uh, trouble. Uh, But in my lifetime, I can't recall this. I can't recall. We've had some snowstorms. This storms. wasn't a record snowfall. Right. This was a hefty snowfall. By no means a record. Uh, I don't, I'm not very up to speed on the uh, capabilities of a school bus to get through snow. Uh, obviously, they're not four-wheel drive, but they're big, heavy buses with dual rear wheels, aren't they? Uh, In yes. In many cases? Yeah, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But uh, I have never encountered that before. I cannot recall uh, kids still stranded out there at 11 p.m. It says a lot about it says a lot about many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my life, I'm not going to allow a kid to be stranded anywhere till 11 p.m. Well, <laughs> there's one way to look at it. So where are those parents? Number two, uh, I just have made the assumption that school buses are capable of getting a kid home in a snowfall. 
And right. apparently a lot of them got stuck and the, they don't know what to do. Melvin, you got to do something about this new mayor. Come on. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of that? No. Uh, and we, you're right. We've had, this wasn't a, re- this was a doozy, but it was no record. Oh, it's We've a been good going one. To school. It was a good one. Yeah. Well, and I know that the, with the, like you mentioned the conditions, and I, I remember, I, I forget who it was, if it was a MnDOT employee or whoever is in charge of the snowplow service, what have you, but they just said, we just simply can't get in front of it. It's it's coming down too hard and too fast. Not that it was a record amount, but it's the way the snow was falling that was making the road conditions as bad as they were no, yesterday. No, I, I, I'm not denying it was, it was a doozy. It was a good snowfall. I am merely suggesting that in all my years, uh, I cannot recall a situation where kids were still at school at, at 11 p.m. Oh, those poor kids. That would stink. So, good luck to them. But it sure made the it sure made the newscasts and the uh, newspapers and uh, I don't know where the where the parents what, what's that line who the name please Terry Terry I did didn't I press line one Terry. Yeah, maybe the female drivers needed five more hours to finish their route. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I have to laugh. He's outwitted himself. <laughs> Why don't we take a break and uh, tell you that we'll be back. Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. Sunshine and 25 degrees in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Viking coach Mike Zimmer today held his season wrap-up press conference. So he was a little annoyed when he was asked more than once about his thoughts on the possibility of Case Keenum being signed by the team to play quarterback next season. I I, I think I just said that we're going to work through the process. Did I just say that? Well, I'm going to work through the process just like I always do. We're going to evaluate all the players. We're going to evaluate um, everybody. And we're going to go like our business like we always do. Zimmer also said uh, center Pat Elfline, he got hurt in the game the other day, the NFC Championship game. It was an ankle injury, and yes, he will need surgery in the offseason to take care of that injury. Do we know who asked that question? Uh, we don't. I couldn't tell from the voice. I tried to figure it out. Uh, he had just said the same thing basically before that, uh, they're going to go through every position right. to see, uh, and then the person asked the question about right. Keenum. So, Glenn Perkins is retiring after 12 seasons with the Twins. That coming from Minnesota GM Thad Levine at the Twins Winter Caravan. Perkins is 34, born of course here in the St. Paul area. Spent his entire major league career with the Twins. Made his major league debut back in September of 2006. Worked as a reliever originally, then uh, pitched out of the rotation in 2008-2009. Back in the bullpen in 2010 and uh, became the closer, of course, for the Twins. Took over as the closer in June of 2012. Held the role through the end of the 2015 season. 30 saves in each season from 2013 to 15, over 30 saves, while making three straight American League All-Star game appearances during that span. He was limited to just 10 appearances over the last two seasons because of shoulder issues. Uh, Levine reportedly also mentioned the Twins would be open to giving Perkins a front office role, as they've done with former players Michael Kadire, Justin Morneau, LaTroy Hawkins, Torrey Hunter, and Jim Cott, since Levine and Chief Baseball Officer Derek Falvey took over in October of 2016. What Bud say? A guy has to... Guy needs a place to go. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things ever was when uh, John Farrell put him in the All-Star game here in the ninth to get the uh, 
the last three outs. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. Well, that was that was that was cool when the game was here. Yeah. Uh, former Twins news: The Tigers have purchased the contract of lefty Caleb Thielbar from the Saint Paul Saints. Nice. Thielbar, soon to turn 31, hasn't been in the majors since 2015. Of course, he pitched with the Twins, and he is a Minnesota na- uh, Minnesota native. Randolph. Yeah, and a big GLer too. Yep, the family's a GLer family. So uh, he has been signed by the Tigers. Good for him. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. News notes from today. Maplewood police say one of the two suspects who are believed to have tried to rob a liquor store last night was fatally shot by one of the employees of the business. A release states police were called to Princess Liquors on the 2700 block of Stillwater Road East at about 645 yesterday. According to the release, preliminary investigation indicates two suspects entered the business with the intent of committing a robbery. During the course of that attempt, they're alleged to have begun assaulting an individual identified as an employee of the business. Another individual, also identified as an employee of the business, confronted the suspects, fired a gun, hitting one of the suspects. The release says both suspects then fled the store. One was found a short distance away with a gunshot wound. Police officers and other first responders administered emergency medical care. He was transported to Regions Hospital in St. Paul where he died. The second suspect remains at large despite a search by police in Maplewood, Oakdale, and St. Paul. The identity of the suspect being withheld pending notification of relatives. The employee of the business, believed to have been assaulted during the robbery attempt, was transported to a local hospital. He should be okay. The incident remains under investigation. A couple of questions. Uh, the um, the two employees are not injured, correct? Correct. Well, one was uh, taken to assaulted. assaulted. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. not facing anything life-threatening. No. Is that nope. person now that, that shot and then subsequently killed... The ro- is that person going to be in, in any type of trouble? I, I don't know. I would think not. I, I don't. Isn't that supposed to? Uh, isn't that how it's supposed to work though? If you're threatened and somebody's beating another person and you feel it for your life, yep, you can shoot yeah. that person. I, I would think there'd be no that. problem. For but here's the other thing: I don't understand. Don't these dummies realize that most businesses, especially like this, all have digital currency? Very few places yeah. like this have cash anymore. Well, especially a day like yesterday with the weather and everything. They, what, how much what's cash? What's digital do you think? currency? Well, there everything's either Bitcoin, Bitcoin credit, or credit it's credit card. cards or whatever. Mm. Um, Very few places take I that much cash. Uh, in. Liquor store you probably get some cash. No, yesterday though, like John said, there couldn't have been much store, cash in the. Uh, about twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. But even if it was well. two hundred, is that really worth going to prison? No, over? not at all. Yeah. Well, if they but were, but you're not thinking like a it, criminal. I was going to say if they were smarter, they probably wouldn't have been robbing. <laughs> yeah, a really bad store. liquor really store robber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Students and teachers at St. Michael Albertville High School are having access to grief counselors and comfort rooms this week after a former student was killed in a skiing accident over the weekend. Bethany Becker died on the way to the hospital Saturday after she hit a tree while skiing down an advanced slope at the Coffee Mill Ski Resort. The 19-year-old graduated from St. Michael Albertville in June. Her death is the first ski or snowboarding-related death in Minnesota in almost three years. Mm-hmm. A Canadian snowboarder died after hitting a tree at Lutzen Resort in northern Minnesota back in April of 2015. Uh, nationwide, such deaths are rare. There were 44 deaths out of nearly 59 million visits to ski areas last season, according to the National Ski Areas Association. Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono, yeah. Mm-hmm. CIA Director Mike Pompeo said today North Korea is moving ever closer to putting Americans at risk and that he thinks leader Kim Jong-un won't rest until he's able to threaten multiple nuclear attacks against the U.S. at the same time. Pompeo, speaking at the American Enterprise Institute, said North Korea is ever closer to being able. I want everyone to understand we are working diligently to make sure that a year from now I can still tell you that they are several months away from having that 
capacity. Pompeo said North Korea's nuclear weapons program has developed at what he called a very rapid clip, but that Kim is hoping for an arsenal of nuclear weapons, not one, not a showpiece, not something to drive on a parade route. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer withdrew funding for President Trump's border in negotiations, a border wall, excuse me, in negotiations over immigration issues with the White House. A staffer who works for Schumer called the White House today, said the proposal which Schumer put on the table during a Friday meeting with Trump was no longer operative. Trump invited Schumer to the White House Friday over lunch to negotiate a deal for a funding bill which was being held up over a fight for commitments to address the expiring Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. Uh, Senator John Cornyn, second-ranked Republican in the chamber, called Schumer's decision to withdraw the offer a step backward. He told reporters if he wants a solution, that's a step backward, not the way to do it. A German nurse who allegedly killed his victims out of boredom has now been charged with 97 murders, potentially making him one of the nation's, uh, one of the country's deadliest serial killers. That nurse, Niels Hogel, was already serving a life sentence for six convictions for homicide and attempted homicide. He's now been charged with another 97 murders. He's accused of giving victims various non-prescribed drugs in an attempt to show off his resuscitation skills to colleagues and fight off boredom. Prosecutors said Hogel should have been aware that the drugs given to the patients in clinics in Delmenhorst and Oldenburg in northwest Germany could cause life-threatening cardiac problems. When patients started suffering the effects of the drugs they were given, Hogel is accused of failing to help them. He's accused of killing 62 patients in Delmenhorst and 35 patients in Oldenburg clinics. A Florida mom turned her 14-year-old son into police after she saw the boy was wanted for allegedly carjacking an elderly woman. Shaquille Nick, uh, Dixon was arrested and charged with felony carjacking. His mom, Ramona Gordon, told WSVN-TV she turned her son in after seeing a video and photo of the boy on the news. She told the TV station, it's really difficult for me. I turned my son in. When I saw it, he wasn't aware that he was on TV. I called the police right away, had them come and get him. Gordon said her son needs to learn from his crimes. Dixon confessed that he and two other people stole an 81-year-old woman's car at gunpoint in a Walmart parking lot in Lauderdale Lakes. The three teenage boys allegedly followed the woman from inside the store to the parking lot then almost ran her over during their escape. The uh, mom said his grandmother is the same age. That's what I said to him. That's like the age of your grandmother. How could you? Police are still looking for the other two teenage boys in connection with the carjacking. Here in Minnesota, uh, over the weekend, a story we missed yesterday, a 19-year-old driver is facing DWI charges and felony drug charges after he crashed through the Jordan Police Department sign at the Jordan Police Station. (laughs) That's a bad place to do that. Early Saturday morning. Isn't that right off 21? I don't know. In Jordan? Around 1.20 in the morning, an officer was transporting a different intoxicated driver back to the police department when he noticed a car had crashed through the police department's entrance sign. The car, after hitting the entrance sign, then became stuck in a snowbank. Two men, both 19, were trying to dig the car out to free it from the snowbank when the officer drove up. The driver at that point admitted to using marijuana, taking Xanax, and drinking alcohol. He refused all field what a combo. <laughs> he refused all field sobriety testing, but he was obviously highly impaired, according to the police report, and he could not explain clearly how he drove off the road, crashed his car into our sign, or how he got stuck in that snowbank. Hmm. All right, John, thank you. You bet. I think uh, Dave Dahl's coming up later as soon as you can uh, take us to break.
You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Suchere, before we get to Mr. David Wallace Dahl and his forecast, I do want to mention that uh, we got a couple of uh, remotes that we're going to be doing, and it's a little festive. We're going to be at the Sprint in Crystal on Monday. What's the address? 109 Willow Bend. I'll have to look it up. You can look that up. I know you're not. Well, that's why they're promoting. Because you're not really familiar with Crystal. Now you're going to go there Monday. I haven't spent a lot of time in Crystal. Crystal's a nice area. New Hope, uh, Robbinsdale. Crystal, Robbinsdale area. Certainly. So Garage Logic, Sports Talk, and The Ride are all going to be there from 1 to 6 p.m. Stop by to watch the broadcast and to enter to win a trip to ESPN in Bristol. And what is that, you say? Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, 1500 and ESPN uh, and Sprint want to send you to the ESPN campus in Bristol. Stop by into any participating Minnesota Sprint store between now and February 9th to enter to win this trip that money cannot buy. If you want more details, go to 1500ESPN.com. The keyword on that is Sprint. You and the guests are going to receive round-trip airfare to Bristol, get an exclusive tour of ESPN, sit in during a live taping of Golick and Wingo, and you're going to meet Golick and Wingo and so much more. So okay. uh, many of our GLers would like to do that. If you can't make it Monday at Crystal, we are going to be at the West St. Paul location, the Sprint location. That's on Robert Street, and that will be That I probably Wednesday. could find a little easier. Well, that's right on Robert. That was my uh, move yesterday. When I got under Robert out of St. Paul, yeah. it was smooth sailing. I'll have to do the Google to, to do the Crystal one. Yeah, so Monday in Crystal, Wednesday, the West St. Paul location, Sprint. I've got a piece from U.S. News and World Report. Uh, these pieces come out often, but it's a it's a list of the best countries in the world. Just a moment, we'll we'll go to Dave first. The best first. countries in the world. Yeah, here's Dave, Dave Dahl. Yes, right now, Joe, we're up to 25 degrees, heading for a high today of about 26. Uh, as far as temperatures go, we're cooler a little bit today. Not too bad though. Uh, probably see a high close to 26, as we said. Tomorrow, 28. 34 on Thursday. Friday, we could get close to 40, and it does look quiet here. We're going to let uh, everybody shovel out here for the next seven days. But the end of next week, that's a long ways away and a lot can change. But there is the computer models are kind of hinting at something that could be a sizable snow situation again for us late next week as we head into that Super Bowl weekend. We'll watch it uh, very closely, though, because a lot of folks are going to be coming into town, and it could snarl things up once again. But until that time, pretty quiet. Uh, looking for a high of 26. We're 25 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. Jan 23. 53 on this date. 53. In 1942. In 1942. 34 below zero. 34 below. 1886. 1886. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. The 2018 Best Countries Rankings. I, I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. I'm going to defend my country. Okay. All right. The 2018 Best Countries Rankings, formed in partnership with global marketing communications company Y&R's brand strategy firm, BAV Group, and the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, based on a study that surveyed global citizens from four regions to assess perceptions of 80 countries on 75 different metrics. Okay, Okay. so let's just cut to the chase, because I think I have a point to make. See what kind of message this uh, pollster is trying to send. Switzerland here. is the best country in the world based on whatever these seventy-five metrics were. All right. Okay. So, uh, basically, what this story from U.S. News and World Report says is that Trump is uh, causing the U.S. to fall in the in the world rankings. 
U.S. is now the eighth best spot uh, in the uh, to live. I mean, it's the eighth best country uh, in the world. Well, who beats us? Sweden, or I mean, uh, Switzerland. Switzerland's number one. Let's see if I can find the, the people that are ahead of us. Canada is number two. Canada's a good place to live, yep. Uh, Germany is number three. Okay. The UK is number four. Yeah. Uh, Japan rounds out the top five, the highest finish for a nation in Asia. Number six is Sweden. Uh, Australia moves to seven. And then the U.S. Okay, Switzerland. There's 12 people there. Right. They all live in a cottage that has snow thatch roofs. Right. What do you call they those? Got a Bernard, they all yodel. They got St. Bernard dogs with casks of brandy right. on their collars. And what are the Why huts? Why wouldn't they be best? There's nobody there. What are those huts called? Cottages. No, even more so. They're chalets. Yorgies or? No, I don't know. My point being that. All of the countries, the U.S. trails are considerably smaller. There's 8 million people in Switzerland. Yeah. And they're mostly Swiss. Right. They get along. They're doing fine. Uh, I don't know what the metrics are, but does it, it, it stands to reason that the smaller the country, the more likely it would be to be graded above a country of 375 million people. Right. Germany's small. Germany's the size of Montana. Come on. Switzerland's small. Canada yeah. has a big, big area, but it's got nobody in it. Nothing. Nobody there. Right. I like, we're number one, brah. Well, we're eight. Uh, Australia, no, we Australia's <laughs> massive. But, yeah, you uh, know what? We're better than Australia. Sorry. I like nothing against Australia, but we're... Well, and again, uh, whatever the 75 metrics were, I imagine that the smaller the population, the more appealing the answers would be based on the metrics. Okay. Uh, I didn't look those up. I didn't. I wasn't. It, Sweden. Is it standard? Of course Sweden's going to be ranked. But it's a little. It's, there's what? nobody there. Swedes. Come on. Give me a break. You got your Swedens. Japan, uh, number four. I thought if they were going to throw us China or Russia, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that's going to No, we're it. still ahead of those kinds of people. But uh, then the, uh, basically it's a, it's a long story saying that Trump unnerves people and makes uh, makes uh, uh, people nervous and that the U.S. is, uh, the U.S., they say, is still the most powerful okay. country in the world. Uh, it's just, uh, it it's not listed anymore as it, it's fallen a point to become the eighth best country in the world. I guess according to this same study, it was seventh best, uh, and now it's eighth best, but Switzerland retains its number one position. The Swiss, what do they do, by the way? I've been to Switzerland. Make chocolate and, and money, they have, right? And they have banks. Banks. And they have Heidi is in the mountains, and she yodels to her grandfather. Right. It's uh who wouldn't love it? It's very mysterious, isn't it? No, it's it's right there. In the, that's where the Von Trapp family Yes, yeah, climb every mountain. Was that hill. Austria? It went over that's the where hill they and got to. into Switzerland. Right. They don't they take part. They don't even take sides in anything. Now, that's card. The Von Trapps, they just left their car. Yeah. They good. left their car nice and just car took too. off. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. They abandoned their they car. They abandoned their car. In a snowstorm. And look what happened. Climbed across the mountain. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, if I will get you 10, that you look up those 75 metrics and it would stand a reason why a country like Sweden or Switzerland <clears throat> would rank above. Do you get free stuff? Yeah, we get a lot of free stuff. A lot of free stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Good luck to us. Yeah. Uh, just a moment, please. We can handle uh, that. Well, you're going to have to. Yep.
Travis, go ahead, please. Good afternoon, Joe. Hi. I'm a busy up in northern Minnesota. Yep. And so I can't relate to what they went through yesterday down there. Right. But there's a reason why you pull the buses off and get the schools out early because, yes, they're heavy and, and that kind of thing, but still... You know, and you're talking about cars being stalled on the road. It's pretty hard to maneuver a bus through all that. Yep. And uh, whoever is in charge down there really needs to do some better planning. I agree, and, sir. And like up here, you know, we go down to the gravel roads and areas where you're really remote, and and uh, you just got to plan ahead. All right. Thank you. Thanks. I got a, a note from Jim along those lines. The city leaders are spending their time on the wrong things. Well, yeah, they're in the salon. He says he lives in Hopkins in the roads. Roads were clear by 10 a.m. and probably earlier. Hmm. Well, it wasn't snowing at 10 a.m., Jim, so I don't know what that means. But well. he does make this point. I was driving around South Minneapolis last Saturday midday when the temps were about 40 degrees and absolutely clear bike lanes. I drove down streets with designated bike lanes, Blaisdell and Portland, for example, and also down Minnehaha Parkway. During 20 minutes of driving on these roads, I counted two bicycles on a perfect winter biking day. Uh, speaking of that, I noted today that this expanded two-lane bike lane situation on Pelham yeah, from about the Mississippi up to University yes, plowed to the pavement. What? Didn't see a single biker. Didn't see a single oh, biker. Oh, okay. But it was already plowed to the pavement. That's what surprises me. Plowed right down, just perfect, just uh, ready for your knobby tires and the whole deal. What about uh, downtown St. Paul with their I haven't been down there. bike street? I Not even been, a lane. I haven't been down there. Uh, I'm sure by now the streets in St. Paul and Minneapolis are plowed. Wouldn't you think so? Uh, let me see what I can give you on that. Well, um, well Kenny's coming in. He'll have uh, more we don't that too. know that. 1500 ESPN already? is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Patrick yeah. is going to uh, join us coming up here for sports. It's uh, 24 what, degrees. How much? 24. That's